The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you betcha, yeah. If it's made in Minnesota, who's making it and how? Yeah, you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota, and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. Hansen and we are here with a live episode of the Makers of Minnesota podcast. Thank you to everybody here at the State Fair who's watching us. We are live at the Eco Experience. We are on the first day of the fair, which is always a very fresh day. Everything is so like new and exciting and everything still smells good. I have to say I have been here all day and it has really been a blast. We are the guest of Arc Value Village who you may know does a great job promoting reuse and recycling of materials that makers can make things with. So we've talked to some makers that have reused sweaters and made hats out of them. We have talked to uh, Julia Moss earlier, who repurposes uh, silver and recolors it and makes it a little bit more modern and fresh. And Reuse Minnesota, we have a guest here with us whose name is Della. Hi, Della. Hi, Stephanie. Now, you are here at the fair, and you're in the Eco Experience building. And we were talking earlier that reuseminnesota.org is your website. Correct. And your goal is really to connect people that are makers with potential business ideas so that materials are getting reused and recycled in the state of Minnesota. Is that about it? That's pretty close. We are a an organization that connects individuals to reuse businesses and so we are encouraging individuals to reuse and we are connecting them to the businesses that exist that are reusing materials yeah so we're bringing a couple of those businesses here today thank you for having us as your guest we really appreciate it you've got uh are you going to be at the fair all through the next uh, 12 days doing any crafts and Reuse Minnesota will be here uh, throughout the fair in the eco eco experience, and we will have a variety of different events going on and a variety of different fix-it clinics. So if you want to learn how to fix a variety of different items that you may have at home, you can come out here. Like hemming a pair of pants or sewing on a button or... Some of them will be sewing on a button, yes. Excellent, excellent. I really appreciate you being here today. I'm going to go ahead and introduce our maker who is uh, Patrick Stinnett. And Patrick is a proprietor. He has a business called Robin Wood Reclaim. And we are actually sitting in the Eco Experience at a very beautiful giant slab of wood that you have repurposed into a beautiful, probably a barn table is the right way to call it, would you say? Yes, that's definitely one way to describe it. I, it is a barn table. It's got an old world feel to it. Now, Patrick, I have known you for a long time. We've been personal friends and you were in a different business and then all of a sudden... One day, your wife said, well, he's making all this stuff. He's got all these pieces of wood in the backyard, and he's collecting things, and he's making lights. Can you, like, tell me about how you started down this journey? Looking back, it seems like one day, but it was actually a long process. Uh, I used to sell computer gear 
I grew up on a cul-de-sac, and Robin's dad invited me to help him harvest in North Dakota. Uh, next thing I know, I was immersed in all things North Dakota, and right. I saw a lot of fantastic materials that I fell in love with, and I built a picture frame, and then I built several more, and a friend sold them, and it just caught fire inside me. And I found that I had this creative side. My mother's an artist, and I found out that apparently I am too. I still struggle with that, but uh, it just, one thing led to another. Somebody asked me to build a table. Somebody asked me to build a bookcase, and it just expanded upon itself. And you're using reclaimed materials that you salvage and find. Like, where do you find most of your inspiration of your pieces? And, like, do you have to have them in your backyard for a while as you're sort of visualizing what they could be? Well, it's a broad question, but absolutely. My inspiration used to come from the magazines, the Pinterest, the uh, customers would bring me things, but then I started pursuing uh, art magazines uh, that I look at in my shop at night and art, all kinds of art things, and I'd look at um, architectural things, and, and yes, I would start to collect things uh, and, and stockpile them in my yard, in my shop, in my shed, and oftentimes, like this table here, the legs sat there for five years. I knew what I wanted, but I, it just didn't piece together. And one day, uh, this summer, in fact, I, I saw those legs and said, I want to build that table. Fortunately, a wonderful friend called and said, I want to do a podcast about one of your tables. <laughs> and so I threw it together, and it, it turned out to be exactly what I wanted. So, yes, I do stockpile pieces and wait uh, for the inspiration to hit. And where did you get the piece of wood that's on the top here? A local barnwood supplier. I have several throughout the state. This guy happens to be in southern Minnesota. Cool. Um, and you've also got some lamps here today. And you were mentioning that you go to Arc Value Village and buy old lamps and then repurpose them with different pieces and parts. How does that work? I do. I love to root around at places like Arc's value village and i find inspiration there as well i'll buy an entire lamp and then inspiration strikes a month or two later and i'll part it out the great thing is a whole lamp may cost somewhere between uh five and twenty dollars at arts and all those parts and pieces would cost me a hundred to go buy them from a actual right. supplier so i am reusing at a tremendous discount uh, but giving it new life for you know long term so it'll be in someone's home for an extended period of time. I also look at their furniture, and I'll buy a coffee table, a, a dining table, and I'll part it out and sand it down or sandblast it or, uh, and look for inspiration within a, an old piece that uh, will gain new life. Right, right. How did you, so, like, I could buy a lamp, but I wouldn't have a clue how to repurpose it into something different or better. How did you learn how to do that? <laughs> Is it just like a, a man skill or something? I don't know. I don't mean to be sexist. But... Absolutely not. In fact, uh, I have a friend, Yvette, who wires my lamps. Okay. Um, but, you know, YouTube videos. Oh, just, my gosh. Literally. That makes such sense. Yeah, it's that easy. It's, it's no big deal. I feel like the world is divided into two groups of people. People that watch YouTube videos and learn things, and people that just stare at the idea of watching a YouTube video and know that if they watched it, they couldn't make it anyway, so why bother? 
I mean, that's part of the creative process is you teaching yourself how to do new things and expanding. Do you have like just tons of tools? Because that seems like a guy's dream. That's another thing that I use Arcs Value Village for is All right. tools. Um, most of my tools, I would say 90% of my tools are uh, reclaimed tools. I had to buy some precise tools for cutting angles and things and planing, new. Yep. But for the most part, all of my hand tools are either barn sales, auctions, uh, arcs, yeah. value village, all kinds of places, garage sales, yeah. So, uh, Patrick, you have big pieces of furniture. You do uh, picture frames. You've done lights. You've done some end tables. I know you've really done a lot of different things. Do you sell primarily on your website, or do people commission you? How does your work get out into the world? I would say about 80% of my business is word of mouth, and it's custom business. Somebody will come to me with an idea, with a printout of a bunch of uh, Pinterest pages or house or, or whatever, Pottery Barn, Restoration Art, or whatever magazine articles, and we'll sit down together and design them. We'll pull out wood samples. And uh, so that that's about 80% of my business. Uh, I also build a lot of stuff like this. things we're surrounded with here, and I sell those primarily at CL Lofton Home in St. Louis Park. Okay. So when you think about... Um like Pinterest and you think about Instagram, did that really revolutionize your business in the way that it allowed people to see and feel these pieces online that you would have had to have had like a really custom website probably? Absolutely. I am managing it on a day-to-day basis. I'm uploading the images that I want presented to the world. Right. And the people that are interested in my business are following me yeah in real time a very pure uh marketing uh demographic the people that are interested in my stuff those are the people that are following me right so that's pretty cool and something that has changed in the last i i I don't 10 years i can't imagine my business without social media yeah I, i i don't know i couldn't afford to advertise on radio or anything right you know and when you started with the the business, did you like say I'm going to invest you know X amount of dollars, or did you just start making pieces and then try to sell them? Like, how did you decide? You know what? This isn't a hobby anymore. This is a business. A friend of mine owned an orchard and asked me to sell some picture frames, and I built some picture frames. The next week, he gave me a big fat check. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was in shock, and I looked at my wife and said, I'm not working anymore. I'm going to do this. And you just knew right away. I knew that I had it within me to do this. That's like the real maker spirit, isn't it, of being an entrepreneur? So it's, you know, it's worked so far. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. When you are out in the world, like, how do you get your inspiration? Do you see it in like other stores do you see it in nature like what is it that strikes you when you see a piece and you think i need to get that and do something with it i'm always observing furniture be it on tv on social media my wife and i love to hit garage sales to the galleria yep and everything in between and i'll see things i i lean classic but I'll see things, and, and I just, I love that. I love that. I love that. And it's just, 
I'm, I'm constantly on. Right. Looking for inspiration. The State Fair is a great, this classical building we're in right now, I look yeah. at it and I think it's beautiful. The Eco Experience is where we're broadcasting, and there's these just beautiful windows, kind of deco-framed windows. Um, we're in a, a brick building, and there's a lot of timber framing up on top mm-hmm. and steel it's, it is just really a cool building and cool lights it's, are yes, in it's here. It's beautiful and it's an old classic, yeah. Um, in in When you get the most excited about your business, is it tables? Is it the lights? Like, is there a certain category that you really enjoy working in? When they give me the check, mostly. <laughs> but um, I specialize in tables. Um, I build the tables. That's the core of my business. But I love dabbling in the lamps and the fun little things that when the glue is drying on the tables... I'm looking to do other things. I've got a lot of stuff in my shop, and I'm putting parts together and assembling things. And it might be art. It might be a little something on a stick, an old skull, an old giant softballs or baseballs that have a lot of patina on them. I put them on sticks. And, you know, just art and, yeah. I, I so Unique pieces. Yeah, just Why funkiness. do you think that you thought you weren't an artist? Like, was your mom, like, a painter or something that... She she couldn't keep her hands still. She was always painting or beating or decoupage or Yeah, like handwork. Constantly. And I didn't know. I went into computer parts sales. And I, uh, you know, one year I would be salesman of the year. The next year I was the goat and got fired. So <laughs> <laughs> I, that was kind of an inconsistent life. But this, I found my passion where... I don't want to say everything I did, but many of the things I did. I've certainly had a few bombs. If you come to my shed, you can see them. <laughs> but um, a lot of the things I do, uh, they work. Yeah. And, you know, and it's a lot of fun. I found a lot of reward in that. And I, I, I've done a lot better at this than computer parts sales. Let's just say that. That's funny. That's funny. Well, I really appreciate you being here with us today. Um, again, we are the guests of Arks Value Village. Their stores are in St. Paul, Bloomington, Richfield, and New Hope. We are also the guests of Reuse Minnesota. We talked with them a little bit earlier. Um, Arks Value Village loves makers, and we know that makers love Arks Value Village. We have talked with people making hats out of cashmere sweaters and repurposing leather coats into beautiful accessories. Unique furniture pieces can also be repurposed. We've talked with Patrick today from Robin Wood Reclaim. And whatever your craft, Arks Valley Village is a great resource for some of your creative needs. And the coolest part of all, and I think just always reminding us why Arks Valley Village is here doing what they do, it's because they turn our shopping dollars into programs supporting people right here in the Twin Cities with disabilities. And if you look at their social media or you look at their website, you see some of the models that are people that are getting to fulfill some of their dreams by the resources and the support that they're getting from the staff at Arks Value Village. So together we can make something. Thank you for being my guest today, Patrick. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you to Arks Value Village and to the State Fair. It's been a blast. You are listening to the Makers of Minnesota. This has been a live event. You can listen to all of our podcasts. You can find them on Podcast One or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. If you have an idea for a maker story, feel free to send us an email or to reach out through us through Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter.